Hey, it's Taylor Harrington here. I'm the host of On Your Team, a podcast by Groove. Groove is the co-working app for creative entrepreneurs. So it feels right to have a whole bunch of conversations with creative entrepreneurs like you. We're here to talk about the amazing humans who have supported us along our journeys and the lessons we've learned so that you can learn from them too. Together, we're redefining what it means to have people on your team when you're a team of one. Let's go ahead and get to it. Donna, welcome to the show. I'm so excited for this conversation. Thanks for being here. Thank you. I am so excited to have this conversation with you as well, Taylor. Well, it feels like we're just having, I mean, I'm drinking coffee at this hour, but it feels like we're having tea together. We've been friends for years, listeners. So we got to know each other back in my last job at Akimbo and Alt-MBA. And Ariana took a few of those workshops and was involved in the community there. And now we get to hang out inside of Groove. So we've gotten to know each other in this like whole new light. I've gotten to be a part of your morning routines uh, through Grooving Together and also those like mid midday slumps that we both hit and need a little extra energy to get through. So um, for anyone that doesn't know Ariana, a little bit of background. She runs an incredible facilitation and consulting business, has done a bunch of online workshops, in-person workshops. And I would love just to hear in your words, what are you excited about with your business these days? How would you share, you know, this is what I do in the neatest little box we can put together. Groove is really, the people that I, I interview are always like, we're just like out of the box people. I know you call yourself a misfit. Like we are trying to make this one answer that's like, what do you do? And it's a little bit tricky sometimes. So I'd love to hear your best shot at that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give it my best shot. I I love helping wholehearted leaders and their teams harness the collective wisdom of the room so that they can make impossible things possible. Um, yeah. And I do that using the neuroscience of conversation, which makes me feel like a magician because it's just applying this research, just just the dynamics in such a way where amazing things come forward that are better than you ever imagined possible. What got you interested in that, that side of the science? I, you know, I think it was something I realized I was just doing innately uh, through this book discussion group I was running when I started my business called Entrepreneurs. And I kept hearing feedback. <laughs> I kept hearing feedback that people loved the discussions because we weren't arguing about what an author did or didn't say. We were being vulnerable and talking about our challenges and struggles in our businesses and their lives and how the concepts of the books applied. And people that were participating in it time and time again kept attributing that to my facilitation style. And so it was so helpful when I learned about the neuroscience of conversation from my mentor, Judith Eglazer, to Judith. Yeah, Judith was amazing. Unfortunately, she passed away in 2018. Oh, my gosh. Oh, rest, rest like almost about five years ago to the day. That's crazy. Wow. I just realized that. Yeah. But ooh. <laughs> So, love Judith. So grateful for her. But when she helped me understand the science behind it, it not only helped make sense of what I was doing, but also enabled me to elevate my skills and be able to teach others how to hold space in this way. Hmm. One of the things that I also love just about this work that you do is I find it to be so interesting having seen you not only hold these spaces, whether it's in-person or virtual, you've held spaces for people over the years and do it in a way that seems to be so you. And I'm curious, like, what do you think is 
something that has that Ariana stamp on it, that when you host something, it usually, you know, people walk away and say, like, gosh, I'm really glad that she did that. Like, that was special. That was something I haven't seen before. Um, and the reason I'm asking is I think so many listeners have created virtual workshops or are curious about doing that. And facilitation really is a skill. And I think that you've been practicing it now for several years, that if you can pass yeah. on any of those tips, that's what totally. we'd love to hear. Yeah, well, two things come to mind. One is not necessarily a facilitated conversation, but it's a tradition in my business called Rosabella Tea and Cookies. And I host it annually on my grandmother's birthday because my business is named in honor and memory of her. And people just love the event. And it's because, I mean, there's this never ending supply of tea, which is like so antithetical to any business event people typically go to. I think that it just it has a unique feel. And it also is a very warm, welcoming space, which is so in alignment with the way my grandmom was as a person. And so it's just her spirit really lives on in that event and people can feel it. And I just hosted it the other week. So it's, you know, top of mind for me that there's people I've known for years that come. There's people I just met that come and they're all so just uplifted from the experience. And it's just a warm, welcoming environment with lots of tea and cookies. <laughs> What's not to love? Right. Yeah. It's a it's a very feminine, not typical business thing. And I think that yeah. the fact that it is, you know, it's true to me, to my story, to my grandmother and not fitting other people's expectations of like what a business event should look like is what makes it so meaningful and memorable. Um, so that's like one on a not facilitated conversation front, but cur clearly a curated experience. On a more facilitated side, I've been hosting this year wholehearted leader charge session where I just create an intentional pause in the day for people. And it's like kind of this radical, we're not going to do, we're going to be, and we're going to center and reconnect with our hearts. We're going to use heart math breathing techniques that I'm certified in teaching and just create that purposeful pause so that we can still find stillness in the chaos and really get insight into how to move forward. And it's just, I love creating spaces where people can be real. They can show up. We check in, we check out. And you always witness a shift for people um, from kind of the frantic, frenzied go, go, go to just a more peaceful, easeful place. And it's great to do that in community because people share things that other people needed to hear um, as well. So I love, I love that experience and that, that. Yeah, the wholehearted leader recharge. Well, and I love it because both of these examples are very like you've created these containers that are very much in line, not only with who you are as a person, but also like they open the door for vulnerability just by the description of them. Like people know when they're showing up in that type of a space, there's the possibility that you might share something that is deep in your heart and it someone else might see that and then take that and be like, you know what? I need to make that change or I feel seen and heard by what that person just said. So, yeah, it's very cool to hear the the containers that you've built in that way. I'm curious too, you know, I think it's something I struggle with and I'm sure other listeners too is finding those pauses throughout the day in the moments when like like you just want to be done. Like today is a good example of it. We're recording this while I'm at home in my childhood bedroom. I have some fun family activities for later tonight and I'm like I've got a, a set to-do list for the day. I want to get through it. And to be completely honest, 
I really, really have not taken breaks today. I went downstairs and I made some chicken noodle soup and I went outside at one point, but it was like very, very quick. It's so hard when you're in that zone to recognize that the best thing is probably to take a quick break. And so what would you say to someone like me or a listener that, you know, it's like, yeah. hey, well, how do you decide to take that time? And what am I doing with those five minutes or whatever yeah. it is? Totally. I think it's a habit. And I think, you know, to start, you're not alone, right? This is mm-hmm. such a common struggle. And I think that we habitually step into the grind and, you know, run the hamster wheel and fall into these narratives of I have to go, go, go. And I think there's an element to where our bodies kind of become addicted to that tyranny of the urgency. And uh, so we just want to stay in that place of go, 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 because we have all this adrenaline pumping through our bodies and we have the dopamine of like, I check something off. And it so it becomes a cycle of going that gets like really reinforced in some ways. Uh, but then we also kind of find ourselves not being able to sustain that burning out. Maybe also the quality I've noticed for myself, at least the quality of my work diminishes. So it becomes this like I couldn't push. And then what I'm producing isn't as good. So it takes me a lot more time and effort to produce the quality work I want to produce than if I gave myself the invitation to pause and take a break. And so I think then we're building those habits, right, of pausing and taking a break. And there's so many different ways that you can do that for yourself. I start my mornings practicing heart-focused breathing, using my inner balance trainer from the HeartMath Institute. And that really helps create a kind of pattern of coherence in my life. And the more I do that just as a way to start my day, and it doesn't have to be for a very long period of time. It can just be a few minutes, but it's the consistency that makes the difference. And so the more I practice that, the more accessible that heart-focused breathing is to me throughout the day. And so when I start to feel and notice the racing, the go, 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 sometimes, you know, I slip and fall into that (laughs) mindset and habit. And then I have to pick myself up and dust myself off and rejuvenate. But more and more, I find myself being able to access the pause. And in doing so, realizing that some of the things I'm telling myself I have to get done, I don't have to get done. They can wait or they don't take as long as I thought because I'm not trying to force things. I'm able to be more in the state of flow. Yeah, I think it's like changing that narrative around the urgency of like, how urgent is this thing really? And then, like you said, tapping into that pause. I love that word pause. I feel like it's come up a few times in the last week. And I'm just like, I want a shirt that says pause all over it. (laughs) Because I need a reminder all the time when I look down that I'm like, I should probably pause. And that's, I think, the other thing that can help for some people are those reminders. Like you can set on your phone. I've had clients do that, you know, where it's like at and one client that had a specific time in the mornings every day where he knew he would be at the office and it was they had a daily stand-up meeting. And so it was, I can't remember if it was before, or right after the daily stand-up meeting where he built in an intentional pause. Yeah. And it was just, it was helpful to have that calendar and that reminder. And you mentioned this phrase now of wholehearted leaders a few times. I'm curious, what does that mean to you? Who are those humans? Yeah, they're the best. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, love them so much. <laughs> so wholehearted leaders are leaders that genuinely care about their people. 
We recognize that working together will get them further than working alone and that they recognize that we bring our whole selves to any endeavor we are involved in, be it work, be it family, be it volunteerism. Our whole person is there. And so they want to support the whole person uh, and recognize that that includes you know, supporting intentional pauses and rejuvenation and, and space to restore as an individual. And also for that whole person to come together as a collective unit um, that represents different perspectives and viewpoints because it is in those differences that we are able to see things from a valuable vantage point that can lead to innovations and changes. 100%. I, I love that. That's the, the people are awesome. <laughs> And it's, yeah, it's kind of like, it's cool to hear you describe it because I think it's difficult to name like who our work is for and being specific about it. And I think you've done a really great job of um, putting heart at the center of it and that being what really is important to you about the types of people that you connect with and not even just in your work, but it seems like something that stretches beyond your work. You know, I had a funny, I had a, a Kate who's another groover, Kate Scott Campbell, she I posted a video. Actually, I interviewed Kate on this podcast. So listeners, check out her episode. <laughs> but but she posted something on LinkedIn yesterday that like unlocked a memory I had from college. She was posting this video that was about that question, like, tell me about yourself and how sometimes that question is really difficult to answer, but also can be such a gift to answer if you if you get asked it, because it really opens the door for you to be able to take it in whatever direction you'd like. And it reminded me in college, I remember someone gave me this advice about whether or not I should put like an interest section on my resume where I could list like different parts of who I am as a human, like that I love playing board games. And um, someone had raised their hand in whatever that class was or lecture was and said like, well, what if, you know, someone reads that resume and they think, well, they're not super professional because they have this section on the resume that includes their interests. And the person speaking just said, well, do you want to work for them then? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. I was like sitting there in the class like, I want to work with people who care that I love playing board games, like that I am a whole human and I'm going to show up with inspiration from different parts of my life. And I think that's that's one of the things that, yeah, has seems to be a big part of the types of humans that you work with is that they're bringing in inspiration from different parts of their life. And Uh, seeing work as just a piece of that that they can really add value into the world through Mm -hmm. yeah and a wholehearted leader would love to see oh taylor knows these things about her that she enjoys and and you know there's a level of self-awareness and self-actualization that gets represented in those kinds of shares that's not typical in you know the job hunting process but really makes a difference for just the well-being of teams and individuals within the workplace Totally. Speaking of teams, I'm curious, uh, you know, we talk on this podcast a lot about who is on our wider team. A lot of us are teams of one or we've worked with some really cool collaborators along the way. We've worked with with different clients. I'm curious who along your journey in building your business has been in quotes on your team. They've been a supporter of you or have helped inspire you along the way and may not even know it. So who is someone that you have a connection with? They know who you are, you're maybe friends or something, but you know them as a human. Yeah. Who are they and what have they helped you learn along the way? 
Well, I mentioned Judith E. Glazer earlier, so it feels like really pertinent to circle back around to her because she has been instrumental in my growth as an individual and as a professional, teaching me the neuroscience of conversation and helping me get certified in her framework. And I specifically remember one instance where I was dealing with a particularly difficult client and it was it was a contentious situation. And the the one side was saying things that I was kind of do, having head slapping moments over, like, how could you say that? Of course you're, you know. And so when I reached out to her um, to talk about that situation, she just said to me in a very kind, very caring way. Ariana, they want to feel connected with you, not controlled by you. And that is a gem. Yeah. And so that enabled me to kind of step out of my own rightness and and just really connect with them. And it ended up making the whole experience just far better than anyone thought. It was like I said, it was a very contentious situation. Both parties were very skeptical going into this meeting. And at the end, they left feeling far better about the progress we made and the way forward we identified than they ever thought was possible. And I really attribute it to not getting so stuck in my own position and that head slap moment of like, how could you say this? How could you not see this? And instead of trying to open their eyes to it, I opened my eyes to that and my heart. Okay, I just had to write down head slapping moments because that's such a great phrase. Like, I love everything about what you just said, but that phrase on its own, that is just, that's golden. I'm going to use that all the time um, because I think that's so relatable. We've all had those head slapping moments, no matter what the project is. I can even think of head slapping moments back when I worked at a craft studio in college or when I worked at a summer camp when I was in high school. Like, those moments are moments that we've experienced in the workplace and of course outside of the workplace since a really young age. And so even recognizing just how we relate to those moments, I think, you know, as you were sharing, I thought, gosh, that word pause is coming up again because normally what I really need to do in a head slapping moment is pause. And I don't always. I like to fill the space with my immediate like reaction to thing. And so I've been learning that lesson, I think, more and more over the last few years is like in those moments where maybe it's not even head slapping, but head scratching where I'm like, "Uh oh, there's something here I don't know I agree with. I tend to use my voice very quickly instead of pausing to think a little bit more reflectively of like, what's the thing I want to really say right now? Or what question do I want to better understand? Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, that's a really cool way of looking at it. And I guess if you could pass on that nugget from Judith or another nugget in like a sweet couple liner for someone that's listening and needs to hear that right now. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. What what would you say to someone that like needs to hear something about I, that right now? I think it's that others want to feel connected with you, not controlled by you. I really think yeah. that's the, that is the nugget uh, to consider anytime we're in a situation of disagreement, conflict, where we think that things are so obvious and how can mm-hmm. we not see it that way? is to just let go of that and focus on the connection first and foremost. Yeah. Yeah. It brings me even back to like thinking about like, what is right versus wrong? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and trying to understand where someone's coming from. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I mean, it's so great that we've gotten to shine a light on Judith and yeah. in memory of her. I'm curious, who is someone that you're admiring or has inspired you more from afar as you've been on your journey? <laughs> also, I, I'm just thinking recently, I just read Brandy Carlisle's memoir. and Oh my God. Dang. I really enjoyed it. You know, I, I thought that she was just so vulnerable and open and shared so generously of her inner world. And it was, you know, it was helpful to see that there's things that I feel I have in common with this, like, you know, world renowned musician <laughs> that, you know, you kind of think people like that are just like up on this pedestal and so untouchable. And uh, I just really appreciated how open she was. And it was just really helpful for me to, as an artist in my own way, um, to witness her struggles and her methods of enduring those and to recognize like oh I'm, I'm not alone in these things that I've struggled with and uh, that I think is just super helpful to know I think that you know one of the ways that suffering is made worse is that we think we're the only ones suffering like that and it just kind of makes things spiral further down so yeah wow that is such a great example and I think it really relates to this human piece of things that we've been talking about over the course of years of knowing each other now yeah is like is like how do we show up as those full humans and i think that in this world of the internet and social media of trying to look polished and that you've got your shit together and everyone's got this like beautiful personal website and they've got you know this new newsletter that's coming out and it's like yeah. it's hard trying to be to keep up with it and want to you know you, you want to be a part of that and also as you are part of it as you're playing the game in some sense <laughs> it's also like how do you show up as that full human self and, and and being vulnerable and sharing like hey hasn't been easy along the way yeah and i'm curious like yeah how do you do that in your work how do you feel like you kind of turn up the notch on showing up as full Ariana. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, in my role as a facilitator, as a coach, as a consultant, as a trainer, um, I need to model these things for my clients. And I think that I'm really dedicated to walking my talk. And I also have learned that there's things that are very raw, like the wound is still not healed. And those aren't things that come into this space that I hold with my clients. Those are things that I share, process in my own safe spaces. And when I'm ready to, they might come into my work with clients. But the vulnerability I share with clients is from, from wounds that have been healed, not from ones that are gaping and wide open. And I think that that's a really valuable distinction to hold because I know that you know, vulnerability hangovers are a real thing. And Sometimes it's easy to confuse disclosure for vulnerability and openness, but I have that kind of as a boundary and have endured some things in my life in the last few years in particular where I really needed to be clear about that for myself and really be clear about, you know, what I am capable of sharing in a space with a client and what I am not ready to share and like physically showing up differently because of that. That distinction and that boundary 
is just spot on. Like such a great tangible takeaway too. I'm even imagining like a journaling session uh, since we both love to journal. Imagining <laughs> like in my notebook, which I just got a brand new one. It's like a nice blue indigo. Um, and I will show it to you to anyone that is watching the video of this. That is so um, pretty. Yeah, really pretty, right? So I'm picturing like my two sides of the paper. Like I've got one right, one left. And I'm picturing like just a journaling session where I write out like what are those wounds that are still wide open and what are the ones that are healing or have healed and as you said I guess it's past tense they've healed and maybe they're even turning into scars maybe we've got some cream on them and they're not going to be scars I don't know but they but they are on that side of the paper and I think it's actually like really helpful to see those probably side by side mm -hmm. and then I love keeping my notebooks over time so that I feel like those two like that duality of the two pages next to each other to go back six months from now or a year from now and see what were the things that I can maybe even move from the open wounds list over to the other would just be such a cool visualization for me. Like I'm, I'm feeling very inspired right now. I'm yeah. definitely going to do this. That sounds brilliant. I love that idea. <laughs> right. Cool. <laughs> Sweet. Well, this has been such a fun conversation. Thank you so much for taking the time and sharing more about who you are as a human and also the humans that you help and have helped you along the way. I would love to just hear in your words, what is the best way for listeners to go and find you to keep up with what you're up to? Yeah. Well, first, thanks, Taylor, for this opportunity. It's been so fun and as true to form with you always, I always gain valuable insights in our conversation as well. You have such wonderful ideas. Well, and, <laughs> and the best way for people to stay in touch with me is either via my website, rosabellaconsulting.com. And you can sign up there to join our community of wholehearted leaders, get weekly inspiration from me to lead with your heart, as well as information about events and things like that. And then I'm also on LinkedIn. As far as I know, I'm the only Ariana Friedlander there. So <laughs> great. Hope, hope it stays that way. Yeah. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Unfortunately, Taylor Harrington has been taken everywhere. <laughs> That's a little bit too common of one, I think, but um, that's that's great. Thank you so much, and I hope all the listeners go out there and they lead with their hearts today and inspiration from this uh, from this talk. So, Yay. thanks again for being on here, and I hope to see you in a groove soon. Yay! Thanks, Taylor. Hey, it's me again. Thanks so much for taking some time out of your day for this conversation. If you're feeling inspired after today's episode, I invite you to thank someone who's made a big difference for you send them a note or give them a shout out on social media. It would make my day and probably theirs too. If you want to start grooving, visit groove.ooo like out of office to co-work with some of the cool guests on this show and other creative entrepreneurs like them. If you liked this episode, spread the word and be sure to tag at groove coworking so we can give you some love back. As always, I'm sending you good vibes and high fives.